0: Hey, this is Matt McClure here, one of the lead pastors here at Takeover Church. Thank you so much for checking out this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. And just a reminder, we have got services every single Sunday at 5 p.m. And we would love to have a chance to meet you, to hear your story, and to welcome you home. Thanks again for listening today. Hope this message blesses you. Amen. So I'm ready for 2019, but tonight is Empires Week 4. Woo. So Empires has been a series where we look at the empires in our lives. What is an empire, some of you might ask, if you're new with us this week? I won't run down, because once we get to three weeks of empires, it's kind of like, I don't want to take five minutes out of each service to start explaining which week has been, but check it out on the podcast. I feel like they will enrich your life, they will bless your life, they will challenge you, they will grow you, and you will be better off for it. Does that sound good? But empires in our lives are when we face a moment of temptation and, and we choose the wrong option when we're faced with temptation and we give in to sin in our lives. And we, just, we talked about it, I think week one, we talked about what sin actually means. It means missing the mark. It means there's a standard. There's what God says is best for our lives. There's a bullseye. And... We just miss the mark. We mess up. We make mistakes. It's, it's part of our human nature. But we actually have a choice to play in that and to succumb to that. But when we do make that choice and we do fall short, well, that sin is a little bit easier to keep going. It's a little bit easier to kind of give back into it. It's a little bit easier in our life where it's all of a sudden become a foothold. And what's a foothold? A foothold is when you're trying to shut the door on somebody and they put their foot in the door. <laughs> it's kind of simple. It's a foothold. And all of a sudden, the devil's got his foothold in our lives. He's keeping that door open, that gateway, that pathway to that sin in our lives that so easily entangles, the Bible says. And we're trying, with all of our might, with all of our faith, with all of our belief, with every promise of God that we know, trying to shut this door. And we find ourselves more often than not going back to that door and re-entering that door. And suddenly that door becomes wide open, and that wide open door becomes a highway into our lives for the devil just to have his way. And suddenly we find ourselves in this insane process in life and I'm not preaching to you anywhere that I haven't been we find ourselves in this overwhelming place in life where we've actually given over the rule and the reign and the lordship of our lives over to whatever that sin is, over to the devil over to whatever he has that has entangled us, it has now become an empire that is in our backyard and we are submitting more to that than the God who still sits on the throne so that's an empire and I was nervous, right? I was nervous I was like, how am I going to end this thing? I had an idea from the get-go. God already gave me the title of the message, and I kind of revealed it last week. But man, when we start off the Empire series, and we start with... The empire state of mind, and we look at depression, and we look at mental illness, and we look at some things like that, and what we understand, again, if you're new with us tonight, we understand that is a very real thing. It's just like having a broken arm. You can have a broken psyche. You can have a broken brain. These things are real. We affirm that. We understand that, but we are here for you in that, and just like a broken arm, we believe we have a great physician who can fix it. We also believe that life and death are in the power of the tongues and the power of our confession, that the believers are more equipped to handle these things in life than the world would have you know. And then week two, we, the victim, the empire of being a victim, which I thought was just a tall order. I was like, oh man, this is scary to me. I'm like, far out. That's going to be a hard message to preach. But I think we did it because our culture in today's society is very easy to, uh, is very quick to, rather, affirm that and tell you you are a victim these things happen to you yada 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 because we see it all around us we 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 take every slight in the world as a slight against us and it's all these things and it's easy to be that but we know that God has called us to be a victor not a victim even if something has happened to us or been taken from us we are still by our rebirth right in Jesus Christ a victor never a victim amen and then week three I said I wasn't going to do this, but I have to. It's just part of my process. It gets me there. Then week three, we looked at the biggest, the biggest empire of them all, in my thought. You may disagree with me. Maybe you think mentalities and other things are the biggest empire that you've ever come by or ever experienced in your life. But for me, I think the biggest empire in the yard is the empire of self our own person, our own way. We spend so much of our lives getting in our own way and getting in the, our own way of God's promises. We're, we're sitting around, we're blaming the devil for this, that, and the other thing when really it comes back to the choices that you and I are making because again, temptation in and of itself isn't sin. It's only sin when we begin to succumb to it and give in to the temptation. We have an opportunity in temptation to turn and worship God or to turn and worship Self. And it's out of worshiping self that we give into our wants and our needs and our desires and our feelings, and we allow these things to begin to rule and reign over our lives. Get to it, Matt. What is it? Week four. You ready for this? You taking notes? Where my note takers at? Put your hands up. Awesome. Just trying to see who gets the next gift card. No, I'm kidding. Getting into heaven. Taking notes. I gotta come up with new ones. I got told my getting into the heaven notes thing was getting old. Like, bro, ten months of church? Come on. I'm like, I know, I gotta get some more jokes. Week four of Empires isn't an empire of anything. The title of this message is Empires Must Fall. Write that down. And in fact, can you guys do one better for me than write down? Can you write that down quickly? Chicken scratch like I do. But if you would go with me. Could you just get mad prophetic with it real quick? And if you don't know what prophetic means, it means to speak in faith of the promises of God over our lives. Can you just get mad prophetic with me for a second? And can you tell your neighbor empires must fall? Okay, now turn to your second neighbor and say it like you believe it. Say, empires must fall. Got a choir over here. I don't know what's going on. There's a choir over here. We don't do choirs in this church. Oh, jeez! don't get me started. Don't get me started. Never. All right, empires must fall. And I believe tonight as we break this down, as we look at the... The, the big idea behind this, I believe that we are really going to see some empires fall. We prayed about it earlier, that we're going into a time of the year where there are different needs and wants and desires, and there's seasonal depression, there's all of these things, and it's easy to look around, whether it's on television and we see the holiday movies, or we go to the mall and we see people out there buying things, or whatever, It's year we go to family functions like Thanksgiving, it's easy to look around the table, and we see ourselves being the only one, or we see ourselves without this, or we see ourselves... Lacking its own way in this season it's kinda easy to focus in and dial in what we don't have and it's really easy for what we don't have to become an empire in our lives. And so I believe as we go into the season, as we send ourselves out into twenty nineteen on the right foot, we're gonna see empires fall and we're gonna walk through Christmas and we're gonna walk into the new year free. Does that sound good? Fantastic. Y'all got your Bibles? Don't worry, it's gonna be on the big Bible back here, I think. But i got two translations of this verse I'm going to read. We're only going to have one up on the screen, but that's okay. We just don't have this, a second version on the, uh, on the Sky Bible. But 2 Corinthians 10, 35 through... Or no. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. I'm coming out of ESV tonight. It'll be up on the Sky Bible. But if you're taking notes or you're flipping through your Bible, get there. Because we're going to dig in right here. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare... Are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Verse 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive. Somebody say every. every. We take every thought captive to obey Christ. Somebody say obey. obey. To obey Christ. And then I'm gonna hit the Amplified Translation as well, because I just the Amplified version is just hard. That's just cold, man. They just expound on it a little bit, and it's just it's fire. I'm going to be honest. Y'all ready for this? 2 yeah. Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 in the Amplified Version, or if you're on Bible Gateway, AMP, because, you know, just like over Church, we like to abbreviate things. AMP. For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men and women, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of men. Verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction, for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. Isn't that good? Yeah. Does that give anybody else faith? Yeah. Awesome. Then do you mind if we pray real quick? Thanks. Jesus, we thank you so much for this incredible service that we've had so far already. God, we just We ask that like that song says that we know that you're here now. We know that you want to. We know that you can. So, like the wind, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Jesus, we love you so much and we trust you. We trust you more than we trust the person next to us. We trust you more than the blood running through our veins. We trust you more than our family. We trust you more than our minds. We trust you more than our feelings, God. Jesus, we trust you infinitely more because you created us, you designed us, you spoke us into existence. And then, God, you gave us your Son as a seal to seal that deal between you and us, God, where you purchased us, Jesus. So we trust you, we give you our lives, we give you our hope, God. And so in this message right now, Jesus, begin to speak your good and perfect will over our lives, your purpose, your plan for our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, a faith-filled church said, amen. Amen. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, okay? You might ask what a buck is. No, it's not a tear. it's a dollar, okay? Somebody ever asked you for a buck before? You got a buck? It means a dollar. I'm gonna keep it a dollar with you right now. I don't know the measuring wage on that, but I am burning up right now. Being honest, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna look super cool in this jacket." No, it's over. It's hot. Sorry. (laughs) Tattoos, arms are out. We're doing it. Good God, is it hot? All right. Somebody before service was like, "Yo, can we turn up the heat in this place? It's cold, man." And I was like, "I'm in a leather jacket. I'm trying to look cool, but I'm sweating. Like, I understand, but it was for me, not for you. So, it's bad. But sorry, I gotta get it." oh I'm sweating I'm dying so the empire the empires must fall this whole series we have We've looked around our world. We've looked around culture. We've looked around our very city because Grand Rapids, lo and behold, if you don't know this, now you know, Grand Rapids is actually very different than, lot, than, than the rest of the world. Michigan in and of itself is different than a lot of the world. The Midwest in and of itself isn't even Midwest, but we call it that, which means we're different. <laughs> this whole place is different. But that doesn't mean that We're not connected via the internet or or via Twitter or Instagram. The world isn't smaller because of the internet superhighway as Bill Gates intended it to be. We look around our world and there are things in our very own city that have found its way into our lives, found its way into our churches, found its way into our faith, into our marriages, into our relationships, into our identity and our self-worth. There are things in this world that has seeped its way into our faith journey with Jesus and has polluted us, it has hurt us, it has broke us down, it has found a way to keep us captive, and it has set up shop in our own backyard in the kingdom of God called an empire. And so we're going into week four, and I said, man, we looked at all these different empires, we looked at all these things, I didn't even hit all the empires that I wanted to. There's so much more. I hope we can get to a few of them in the service though because I feel like God just kind of wants to point out a few more tonight that maybe aren't as massive as these other ones but they still need to fall all the same because our God has no equal, he has no rival and like that verse just said, we will tear down every single stronghold or sophisticated argument that tries to stand up and be as tall as our God. And that's what I want to do tonight because... I look around this world, I look around our city, I look around this church, I look at our friends' lives, I look at our own lives, our own marriage, the things that Adrian and I have going on. I look at the things that are happening in our family, and we have some things going on with Adrian's sister, and we, and, we, and we see all of this. And it's easy to see why in times of trials, in times of tribulation, in times of difficulties, has anybody ever been in a difficult season in your life? It's understandable. It's understandable that we would begin to look to the left and to the right when God is telling us to stay focused on him, to stay focused on what Jesus has for us. We hear that all the time. We, we think about Peter as he's walking on the water and he begins to look at the left and the right. He sees a storm, he sees a wave, but Jesus is right there and he begins to sink and Jesus has to catch him. We hear that all the time in church, that we begin to look to the left and to the right. And I'm here to tell you tonight that it's absolutely understandable that when you go through hard times, when you're in this holiday season, when you go through difficulties in life, when you experience things that you would never wish upon your enemy, when you are going through it, it is absolutely understandable that you begin to look to the left and to the right. What is not okay and what is not understandable is that once you have the truth, is that you continue to still do that, that that's still your MO, that's still your go-to default settings. Because I'm here to tell you guys tonight that Jesus Christ went to the cross for you and for me, for so much more, for us to be citizens of heaven, but remain underneath the rule and reign of lesser gods. And that's including us. Empires, they must fall if we ever want to live one ounce, one iota of the freedom that we preach about all the time, we sing about it all the time, man, we're going to end this service tonight with a song that says, break every chain. Anybody excited to sing break every chain? It's a good song. It's got good words. Do you know what it doesn't have? A lot of Christians living in that reality. doesn't have a lot of Christians living in that reality in fact it's very easy to sing that song and get our hopes wrapped up in those lyrics and wrapped up in what Jesus Christ says about us wrapped up in all these things and it is very difficult when we don't have that reality in our own lives we have to start asking the question why do we not experience freedom the way Jesus Christ says we can experience freedom some of you are looking at me right now, like, yo, bro, you're bordering on heresy right now. <laughs> Thought we was in church. You're supposed to tell me this good news, you're supposed to be telling me these things. Like you you're bordering on it. You're asking the question. It's getting me to think about the question. I'm kinda of wondering. God's not afraid of your questions. God's not afraid of you looking to the left or to the right. God isn't afraid of anything. But friends, understand that he has already purchased you, he has already come for you, and he has given you every single tool to begin to take your life back from the enemy, back from the empires, and firmly place it back where it belongs, in the hands of God. So this is absolutely attainable freedom is actually attainable absolute freedom and liberation clear of chains clear of it all clear of strongholds and footholds and all of it is absolutely attainable for the person who's following jesus and i want to look back at this scripture real quick before we go any further because i think at first glance the scripture says one thing And then when you actually kind of slow down and you read it for a second, it says something very different. But it says something very, very better. Oh, very better? It's very better. Much better. Sound good? Can we look back at that scripture? Second Corinthians 10. 3 through 5. You can put the ESV back up there, but I'm going to hit the Amplified real quick. For though we walk in the flesh as mortal men, we are not carrying on our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using the weapons of man. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses, for the destruction of empires. Verse 5, we are destroying sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that would set itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought and every purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. I love that Bible verse. And I think if you hear that enough times, I think if you, if you took that out and you printed it off and you put it around your house, man, maybe then we begin to actually scratch the surface of what this verse is saying. Because this verse has loads of good news, but I think we, we get the language wrong in it because we just assume a lot of things. So here he is, and this is Paul. He's writing the church in Corinth, and he's talking about these very things. Clearly, sophisticated strongholds, every exalted and proud argument that would dare to stand against God, against the authority of heaven, against what Jesus Christ came, died, lived again, came back up from the grave, and kicked the devil in the teeth and bought for you. Anything that would begin to take lordship, reigns, the rule of your life away from him, this is what Paul is talking about. He's saying, you and me, Christians, we are divinely powered. You and me, the wars that everybody else in this world are fighting with guns, with knives, with whatever, over oil, over this, over that, whatever it is that they find themselves warring over. You and I, like the song said earlier, consecrate yourselves to me. what does consecrate mean? To set yourselves apart for him. You and I, we are holy. We are divinely set apart. And because we are divinely set apart, We are divinely empowered to break down every single fortress that we we desire to set up camp in our home. We are equipped to do this. So why don't we? I think Paul is actually trying to answer that question like we can absolute freedom is attainable liberation is attainable i can get out from underneath the the shadow of this empire underneath the rule and reigns i don't have to keep just circling around chasing my tail going back to the same disappointment to the same terrible night to the same thing that i have been doing i don't have to keep running around making the same terrible decisions feeling absolute shame and guilt over it i don't have to keep doing this Paul is saying to you and to me and to the church of Corinth back then, you don't have to keep doing this. In fact, you are empowered not to. And in fact, the empire doesn't get to stay, doesn't get to stand. It has to go. As Takeover Worship brilliantly wrote a song called It Has to Go. So you're telling me, Matt, that we're empowered. You're saying all these things. Absolute freedom and liberation. It's real. It's there. We can attain this. This is something that we can arrive at. This is something that we can get to. This is something that we can actually have in our lives. Tangibly have in our lives. Factually have in our lives. I can be chain-free. You can be. When. You can have freedom. You can have liberation. You don't have to live in the shadow of an empire while you are maintaining your citizenship in heaven. While others see you struggling. You don't have to succumb to that. You don't have to be a slave to that. You no longer have to go back to being a slave to sin, to fear, to shame, to guilt, to judgment, to idols, to to labels that have been put on you by society and culture. You no longer have to remain that way. When is what Paul is saying? And I want to look at the language that he uses right here. Verse five, he says, and this you can put the verse five up there too. It'll be somewhat similar. It says we are destroying sophisticated arguments in every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. So you're probably where the when comes from. Probably wondering where the when comes from, because that just says that we do this. That we do this. We're Christians. We're Jesus followers. We just break down sophisticated strongholds. We just break down proud arguments. We just break down what culture says against God, against what he says is best for our lives. We just do this. Do we though? Do we really? Can we say tonight honestly where you are, even myself as a pastor, where we are that we just wake up tearing down strongholds? Can anybody say that? My hand doesn't go up. I don't just wake up and all of a sudden start tearing down strongholds in society or tearing down strongholds in my life. If I could do that, I wouldn't need a Savior. If I could do that, I wouldn't need a Lord. So there has to be something in this verse. There has to be some verbiage right here that Paul is saying that you and I, when we first go over this piece of Scripture, that we completely miss. And it's the When? Because he says this we are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ dial in on that with me for a second we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ that's the win that's the when, right there. We are taking every thought and purpose captive and making them obedient to Christ. Well, that implies action. Action isn't simply just waking up and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, I'm free. There's no chains on me because I woke up, bedhead everywhere. It's good. No, 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 no. This is when. This is a when moment. Paul is writing to some Christians right now. He is trying to speak to who they can be. I'm trying to speak to who you can be because right now, myself as well, like we talked about last night, or last night, last Sunday, Matt's got his own garbage. Matt's got his own empire of self. Matt has his own things that he has to constantly submit and surrender to God. If I ever want to see the fruit in my life be and do all that God has called me to be and do just like you, We have to submit it. We have to take it captive. We just have to take those thoughts and those purposes and those sophisticated arguments whenever they pop up in our minds, whenever temptation comes to our house and we have the opportunity to look to the left or to the right or keep our eyes on Jesus that when something uh, comes up in our feelings and our emotions and we just feel like doing something. If we just felt, if we just had the emotion pop up in our mind and in our brain, I just want to do this. Do you know how many feelings that we have on a normal basis that we have to put in check? If you're a parent here tonight, what if you, what if your kid just woke up and told you he didn't feel like going to school? That ain't gonna fly. What if we just woke up, and I'm sure many of us just is, this is a bad point to make on Thanksgiving weekend here at church. By the way, y'all the real ones for making it to the church tonight on Thanksgiving weekend, you could have been anywhere else, you could have been in a turkey coma, but you're here, you're in the house, Jesus here, thank you, salute to you guys, you're the real ones. We love you. And if you're listening to the podcast and you're not here tonight, we love you too. Just a little bit less right now. (laughs) Levity, levity, it's good. But what if we just consumed whatever we felt like? What if there's nights where the anxiety's too much, or the depression's too much, or the voices in our head that are actually screaming at us audibly right now, saying to kill yourself and take your own life? What if we actually just gave in to every feeling that we ever had? Every time the business didn't just go as well as you thought it was going to go. Every time the marriage was just on the rocks. Every single time that a feeling came up. This is what our world says to us. I look around the world and our culture and my heart is absolutely broken for how we as a society have lived. This is even seeped into the church because I just feel a certain way. Sorry if I had to spit on you, Caitlin. And so, of course, as I feel this way, I just succumb to those feelings and I go where they direct and I go where they guide and I surrender my life to my feelings, however temporary they may be. God's plan for us tonight, church, is to not live like the world. We're called to be a peculiar people. We're called to be the light in the darkness. We're called to stand out. We're called to be more. We're called to be a light unto what the world can see that Jesus is. We are called to be Jesus in flesh to people and we are called... a victorious life. A victorious life isn't one that's given to our feelings. It isn't given to every single thing that comes by like the winds of change. No, 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 no. A victorious life is one that sticks to the script, one that sticks to God's plan. God's plan for your life is that you wouldn't leave church, hear a message, have a worship service, hear what the Bible says, be found in the house of God on a weekly basis, and then go on in the rest of your world continuing to live as if you didn't hear any of it. God's plan for you is that you would join arms with the rest of the world and you would make every decision in your life based off temporary feelings. We don't make Permanent decisions based off temporary feelings. That's what culture will tell you. That's what the world will tell you. You Just feel it. Do it. Oh, you're feeling it? Oh, the vibes were right? Oh, you felt a connection so you went home with them? You felt something? The Bible tells us our heart's going to betray us a million times. We don't do things based off feelings because feelings aren't submitted to God. Feelings are selfish or are completely personal. Feelings usually only benefit us because it's what I want. It's the need that I have. It's something that I have to get let out. I would feel better. I would have purpose. We don't live by our feelings. We live by our call. We live by the price that was paid for us. We live based off what Jesus, the word of God, and the Holy Spirit have said over our lives, what he's called us out to. And so I wonder why as Christians, we don't walk around in freedom and liberation. I don't understand why we don't walk around in these things. I don't know why we don't do this. And I look around and I come to this verse I see what Paul says. And I'm like, God, I want it to be attainable. I want so badly to submit my mouth to Jesus Christ and so that every single thing that comes out of my mouth is wholly his and it's good and it's never brutal and it's never tearing down and I'm never this mean, terrible person that I used to be because he still comes out. God, I want to get better. Why isn't it? To whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Why aren't I? And I bet I'm speaking for everybody here tonight as we've all dealt with this. If you've been a Christian for any period of time, I'm sure there's been a morning where you woke up or an afternoon, depending on how the Saturday night was, and you ask yourself, why did I do that again? How did I end up here again? Why did I let them text me again? Why did I text them back again? How did I end up in this place? How is this my current residence? How do I escape this moment? How do I get out of here? Friends, it comes down to one simple word. If we want empires to fall, if we want to walk through the path of victory that Jesus Christ has for us, it has to be over the rubbles and the broken stone of the empire that we just tore down. If we want to walk in that, it's kind of one simple word called obedience. Because he says, what? We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. It means that I'm a citizen of heaven. These thoughts have to bow. This feeling has to bow. This has to succumb. I have to take this thing captive. It might be hard because for some of us it's become a habit. This is habitual at this point. Some of us are just habitual sinners. This is something we do every single Thursday night. This is how it's always been. This is the time. Every single time I'm in this place and I'm in this space and I'm in this mindset, every single time this comes to my front door, every time that I'm shook because something happened in my life that threw me off my game, I make this decision. It might be hard for some of us, and I don't, I don't try to declare to you guys tonight that it's not going to be hard, but freedom is never easy. Because if you know, Jesus Christ had to pay a price for it. You and I get to reap the benefit from it, but that doesn't mean that when he paid that price for you and I, we were endowed with every single gift because we have been given the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. The Bible says the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead, now lives on the inside of us? It resurrected a 33-year-old man? It's now on the inside of me. Well, if he had the power to live a sinless life, and if he had the power to defeat hell, sin, death, and the grave, if he had the the power to touch his feet down at the depths of hell and take the keys back to eternity, keys back to our relationship with him, if he had that ability through that spirit, and that lives on the inside of me, then I've got to be able to say no. I've got to be able to have the option that when faced with temptation, when faced with feelings, when faced with emotions, I can actually take that and go, you know what? I might feel like that right now. But that doesn't mean that's what God calls me to. That isn't what God says is best for my life. I might feel like this right now, but I need to take that thought. I need to take that captive. I need to take the purpose that I can clearly see is from the enemy to trip me up, and I need to submit that to the will of God. He needs to be the deciding factor over what I partake in and what I don't partake in. What my Saturday night looks like and what my Saturday night doesn't look like. I'm not telling you you can't go to the club. I'm not saying that you can't go and drink. I'm saying there is a certain standard that God has called you and I to live by when we're at the club. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Is this good news? Friends, I came to tell you tonight. If there's nothing else that you get tonight, please understand this. The tomorrow that you will live in is based off the obedience you have today. I'm going to say that one more time. The tomorrow that you will live in, that you will walk out, the tomorrow, the freedom, whatever it looks like, the more slavery that you find yourself in, whatever tomorrow holds is strictly based off what you choose to submit to Christ today. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? He's like, I got to believe this is attainable. He's sitting here going, Man, you are divinely purposed. You are divinely appointed. You have divine weapons. You are a divine human being. You are a divine person once you come home to know Jesus Christ. That means that you are set apart. You are a celestial person. You are not of this world. Your citizenship, you might live in the 49507, but you ain't really from here. You know what I'm saying? You are a citizen of heaven. And like a citizen of heaven, you get the keys. That stronghold doesn't get to stay. That empire doesn't get to stay, because you've got the keys. You have come home. God has given you every single pro- every single promise of His. Every single door has been open to you. Yo, you need healing. Guess what? You got the keys. But it starts with submission. Oh, you need provision in your life. Are you submitting your current finances to what He says? You got the keys. It's in your hand. You just gotta submit. You gotta turn the knob. You gotta open that door. I need breakthrough in my life. I need to break through this. Okay, but, but when you're in that moment of depression, when you're in that season of singleness, what are you doing with it? Are you succumbing to it because the pain is too great? I understand that. I've been there myself. We talked about it. Do we succumb to it because the pain is so great or the loneliness is so great or it feels like I'm just in a dark fog or am I calling somebody in my crew and am I getting the word of God in the inside of me and I'm getting out of my house and out of my comfort zone? Am I physically leaving the trap that I'm in right now and getting out of that space and going, you know what, God has more for me. I'm going to call up Matt and I'm going to say, hey man, I know you're with your wife right now and it's Tuesday night and you guys got that set apart, but I'm in this place, can you come out with me? Who are we calling? What are we doing? How are we submitting this? How are we taking it captive? Are we just succumbing to every single thought, feeling, and notion that we have? Or are we making them obedient to Jesus Christ, friends? I gotta tell you tonight, He's got better plans for your life than you do. He's got a greater purpose than you even know. He has so much more for you, like we talked about last week, right? John three thirty. I got a tattooed on my arm. It's right there. What's that say? Less of me, more of Him. Do you know what happens when we make more of Him? We get more of Him. When we make more of him, we get more from him. More Matt, less God. More Matt, less freedom. More God, more freedom. More of God, more of him. More of God, more of freedom. Amen. This is what the Bible is saying. Empires must fall. They cannot remain. They cannot sustain you. They cannot keep being this law ornament in your home you have to be free friends if we're going to remain possessions of empires then what did Jesus Christ go to the cross for make no mistake about it whether you belong to an empire or you belong to the kingdom you are a possession difference being this When you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, when you're a son and a daughter of the Most High King, when you have made the Lord of Lords Lord over your life, you are his most prized possession. He gives you every single promise and every single key to the entire kingdom. It's yours. Because you are an heir. You are a son. You are a daughter. You have all this made available to you. And to top it all off, he didn't have to pay any price for it. Jesus paid it in full from here and out. Problem with an empire is that you are a possession. Except it doesn't pay for you, you pay for it. As you pay for it again. As you pay for it again. And every single time you succumb to what the empire says over your life, that you give the rule and reign over to whatever it is, you're the one paying for it every single time. That's what lowercase g gods Do. They will always cost you more than you wanted to pay. They will always keep you longer than you wanted to stay. They will always break you more than you ever wanted to be broken. They always take more than you ever wanted to give. This is the lowercase g. Gods of this world, man. Some of us in here tonight. And if you don't know it, we don't say you here in this church a whole lot. I'm going to say y'all. Spent some years in the South. We might say y'all, but we don't say you in this church. You want to know why we say us? that some of us in this room? Because the goal isn't to highlight one section of people or one person's sin. No, no, no. It's to make sure that you know, even if what I'm about to say applies to you directly, we're all in this together. When you're going through it, I'm going through it. When you're on the mountaintop, I'm on the mountaintop. When I'm winning, you're winning. Yeah. There's some of us in here tonight, I just feel God right now. I don't even know what time it is. I'm totally off base with my notes, but I don't really care. What time we got? 6.30, okay. We got a couple minutes yet. A couple minutes. No, we don't. It's fine. I run the place. We're fine. We're okay. I'll make the clock. Stupid stuff the pastors say, right? I'll make the time. Some of us in this room tonight, we are living underneath the authority and the rule and reign of relationships, and we aren't even in one it's the holiday season baby i'll be home for christmas we're watching abc family or freeform or whatever it is and we're seeing the holiday movies melissa Joan Hart's hartson a new one straight to dvd still my sabrina i don't care still my sabrina you know what i'm saying how does sabrina get more of a reaction in church, how does a witch get more reaction? Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying. But it's the holiday season, right? And we don't want to be alone. And we want to have somebody to exchange gifts with and We want all these things. Some of us are living underneath the rule and reign of relationships and we aren't even in one. Where we go and how we dress when we go there are completely dependent upon the fact that we feel like we need to be in a relationship right now and we are not in one. So we dress up, we show up, and we go to specific places with the hope that someone would notice us or strike up a conversation with us. Everything we do When we're under the empire and the rule and reign of relationships, everything we post on social media is lonely thoughts and loneliness, just hoping somebody would see it. Hoping the person we've had a crush on at work would notice us, would ask us about it. Everything we do, every operation we have, every action and inaction that we take is based off this need of not wanting to be Alone. And so we're broken and we're fractured human beings. And we think for some reason the devil has tricked us in to believing that another broken and fractured human being can actually complete us. Two broken people doesn't make two complete people. Only a broken person with a perfect person can make a complete person. And friends, i got to tell you tonight, if you are looking for that perfect human being, you will not find them on this plane of existence. But there is one perfect human being, and this isn't coming This isn't coming to a head here where we're going to say, date Jesus, or something weird like that, the Christians say. I'm not going to say that. What I'm saying is that when we spend our single seasons, they say it, it's real, don't laugh. It's youth ministries, I don't know. Um, we don't have one yet, when we do. Words you don't say. Sorry. We live this life underneath the rule and reign of relationships, and we think another broken individual is going to perfect us, bring us to completion, bring us this absolution and the satisfaction that some of us are so desperate to have. A desperate plea for not wanting to be alone is innocent. I understand that nobody was made. The Bible actually says he made Eve, because it's not good that, man, be alone. God understands. He empathizes with that. He made you in this way. He didn't make you to be alone. But it's when we take that desperate plea for being alone and we allow that to make the decisions and how we move and how we act and what we do in this life. It's when we give over to that desire and we give over to that feeling and we're faced with temptation. I can either sulk in my loneliness and I can fall deep into this place. Or I could take this captive. I could take this thought. I could take this longing. I could take this loneliness that I feel. And I can make my single season not a wasted season, but a purposeful season where I'm getting ready and I'm becoming the person that I'm hoping to find. We end up in this place where our emotions and our wants and our desires, as innocent as they are at first. The devil just takes them and he exploits them and he turns them around on us. Understand this, friends. We talked about this. We've we got to quit giving the devil more credit than he's due, okay? He's already lost the fight at the end of the day. It doesn't even matter. He told us his game plan, I'm coming to steal, I'm coming to kill, I'm coming to destroy, I'm going to rob you, I'm going to blind you, I'm going to get you distracted, and then I'm going to take your knees out from underneath you, and that's exactly what he wants to do. And so he'll come by means of relationships. He'll come by means of wants and needs and desires, as simple as they are. He'll come by means of all these things. But friends, he's already given us his playbook. He has already given us his game plan. And Jesus Christ has already said in Romans 16, 19, 20, the God of peace will crush Satan. He will crush him underneath his feet. We have already got the promise. The war is over. The book of James says, we don't have the scripture, but it just pops in my head. I love the book of James, but it says, Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. This all comes back to obedience. We can actually live. We can have healthy, thriving relationships when we're obedient. Some of us are are living in the natural right now. Living with a band-aid on our situation when it's a spiritual fight that we're going through. It's a spiritual brokenness that we're experiencing. Our marriage is completely fractured and broken. We're both the most terrible human beings in the universe. And for some reason, we haven't found within ourselves a sign those papers yet. So I'm going to keep giving gifts. And I'm going to keep buying cars. And I'm going to keep doing all this. And we're going to keep dressing up our marriage and giving each other gifts and trying to make it look like it's something that it's not. But it's a spiritual issue because you see, nothing's actually changed on the inside. Some of us in church tonight, we got to get this right. Just like how we have feelings, feelings don't have us. Friends, you're a spirit, you are eternal. You were spoken to existence before this skin was ever placed on your body and you were ever birthed into this world. You are a spirit with a body, you are not a body with a spirit. And that's news to some of us because we're sitting here going, we're going to buy this and we're going to do this and we're going to go there and I'm going to have a relationship and this is going to fix me. This is what's going to fix on the inside. No, no, no. What's broken is a spiritual problem. We are out of alignment with what God has said for us. We are experiencing a spiritual fracture that is having natural ramifications. But what Paul is saying in that verse is that we don't wage war. In the physical, we wage it. In the spiritual. Why is that? Because what we do in the physical can never fix what's broken in the spiritual. But in the spiritual, the spiritual can always fix what's broken in the natural and in the spiritual. Amen? We operate and we live from a higher plane, from a higher calling, from a higher kingdom. Last time I checked, Jesus Christ was still firmly at the right hands of the Father, and God, the creator of the universe, was still on the throne. Empires must fall, friends. If we worship team, you can begin to make your way back up here. And when I say begin, I mean like you can put a little pep in your step. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some people had turkey for lunch. That trip to them right now, friends. Our tomorrow. It's completely based off the obedience that you and I have tonight. The feelings that we take captive. The thoughts that we put in its proper place underneath the authority of Christ. The identity issues that we struggle with when we hand those over to Jesus and we let him be the deciding factor of whose we are, what we are, and where we're going, and what we're supposed to be doing. The value, our self-worth, when we begin to take these thoughts and these notions and we put them captive we don't allow what the person who's falling apart at the seams next to us is allowed to put on top of us but we say no Jesus says that I am wonderfully and fearfully made Amen. it's when we take these thoughts captive when we don't succumb to the culture in this world today that says hashtag forever alone that's not me that's not my story my God said it's not good that i be alone there is somebody out there and this season that I am in the season that I'm in right now is to prepare me to be a training season to be who God has called me to be for the person that he has for me this depression this anxiety this empires that I'm feeling might sound a lot better if I threw my jacket off it the season that I'm in. If I'm going to have the freedom and the liberation that Jesus Christ said he went to the cross so that I could have that freedom in tomorrow, that liberation in my future, that plan and that purpose and that destiny for me, the word of God actually says that his love, his word, his future for you, his purpose for you, it endures forever. What does it endure? Does it endure time? He created time. Time submits to Him. What does it endure? It endures me. It endures you. It doesn't endure time or endure decades or endure uh, years that have gone by in your life. It endures our moments of disobedience. And it's accelerated in our moments of obedience. Friends, I spent many years of my life. Even while being a pastor, being disobedient in other areas of my life. Wondering why I don't have breakthrough. Wondering why I don't have the fruit that God has promised for me. Why the call of God on my life didn't show up when I thought I was ready for it. It's because I wasn't ready for it. It's because I was disobedient in this area. And if I was to remain disobedient in this area and God gave me what he promised me when I'm in that area, it'll fall apart later on. So he endures seasons and moments of my disobedience cheering me on, going alright man that was a bad night, that was a bad decision, that was a bad season that was a bad six months But we got this. I'm still here. My love is still for you. My plan is for you. My purpose is still here for you. I'm going to endure this. We're going to get through this. You and me together is the same thing that God is saying to you and to me tonight. We're going to get there. But tomorrow is available to you with all of the fruit and all of the faithfulness and all of the purpose and all of the promises of God that he went to the cross so that you could have. It's available to you. But it starts tonight with obedience there's a verse that I want to read to you before we go back into this song it won't be up on the big screen but it's Daniel and Daniel has this to say are you ready at the time of those rulers the, Daniel 2.44 this is the good news translation I love the way it says this At the time of those rulers, the God of heaven will establish a kingdom that will never end. It will never be conquered, but will completely destroy all those empires and then last forever. And friends, I believe for us tonight, the time... For those rulers to end and those empires to be destroyed, I believe this is a word over your life and it starts tonight. Tonight is the night that they fall, is the night that they crumble, is the night that you don't succumb to that feeling anymore or that longing anymore, that you don't allow desperation to be your God, but you allow Jesus to be your God. This is the night and the moment where empires fall. Are you with me? Then can we stand up? We're going to get ready to worship in a moment. We're going to sing, break every chain. Because tonight, empires fall. And those chains, they can go to hell. And that fear you have can go to hell. And that shame you have can go to hell. And that guilt you have can go to hell. And that empire you've been living underneath, that's been blocking your view of the sun, it can go to hell. Because tonight, heaven invades this room. And we have freedom when we break every chain. Are you ready? Up here, we're going to have Adrienne, and we're going to have Liz, and we're going to have Lexi in the back, and they're going to come down here, and they're going to be here for you if you need prayer for anything. So in the middle of this moment, this isn't just a nice message that we put together. This isn't just a great verse that we have. Those empires truly do need to fall. And you are equipped and you are divinely purposed to walk in freedom tonight. You do not wage war against your flesh. Your flesh has been defeated. It just needs to be submitted. It just needs to be surrendered. You just need to make it obedient. Because you have the power to do that tonight. Don't waste this opportunity. Pray with somebody. Lift your hands. Sing. Shout. Let this liberation wash over you because your chains are gone from this night forward. Worship team, would you lead us?